G'day, I'm Andrew Griffiths, Australia's number one small business author, and I'm here to introduce you to the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast by the one, the only, Amanda Fisher, the cash flow queen. In this weekly podcast, Amanda's going to be talking about all things business, with a particular focus on unscrambling the numbers and understanding the cash flow in your business. So if you're ready to create more profit, reduce your stress, sit back and relax as the Cash Flow Queen helps you to start seeing through the numbers. Hello, and today I want to talk about what the heck is a training statement? I know, it's one of those odd ones and one that isn't always provided in your financial statements. Sometimes it's just included at the top section of the profit and loss. So, the key components, though, of a trading statement are sales, so your total revenue, your sales, your turnover, whatever you call your income, your sales, less the cost of sales to come up with your gross profit. Now, Cost of sales is easy, mostly, if you're selling product. Cost of sales is the cost of the product, cost of the freight and import costs if you brought it in from overseas or freight if you had to buy it from somewhere else to be delivered to you. It includes, um, you know, if you are manufacturing in the sense of putting things together you might have packaging costs so you might import something and you package it here with your packaging and labels and your branding on it Uh, it, so those are the standard things that a traditional product trading statement would have one of the things that's not in it in a product situation is any Any employee costs, you know, your sales team, the costs of sales are generally not included in it. And I think they should be possibly, but definitely in a service-based business. So service-based businesses, in most cases, I find don't have any trading statement at all. It's sales, less overheads from A to Z or A to W. Usually aren't much, many expenses in Z, but A to W. It doesn't tell you anything about how well you're performing in your business. So for me, when I work one-on-one with clients or if I'm mentoring clients or just providing some zero optimization workshops to help people to get better information from their accounting system, one of the first things I talk about is if you are selling services that the cost of your employees who are delivering those services has to be in your cost of sales. It needs to be in your trading statement. You may also include in there other costs associated with their employment, which may include mobile phones, it might include um, travel costs if that's relevant you know if you've got team that are going are traveling to deliver the services other things that are directly related with the sale might include the cost of 
some specific technology software systems that you use that you're only using for the purposes of providing the service to the client. To have a think about and go through your profit and loss statement as it is currently set up and consider what costs are you paying that are specifically and directly related to the sale. And those items should be in your cost of sales. Now, it may be that you have team members who do some service delivery and some admin. And the reality is, let's face it, there's always some admin done by every team member. But if they're predominantly service delivery, fine. If you have any time sheet type system that's recording their time on service delivery versus their time on admin or training or um, you know, in-house meetings, you know, that are admin in terms of what are we doing, where are we at, or, or management meetings or uh, even the planning days that you may have with the team. If you have a timesheet system that allows you to track that, then my advice is always to apply the percentage that the team member has done on client delivery work, service delivery, to their, to their wages for the month or their cost for the month and leave the rest of it still in the overhead costs. So it's about dividing sometimes. In other cases, if it's hard to find that, then one of the other ways is to take a a bit of an estimate and say, okay, I expect my team to be 80% in service delivery, 20% in you know, team meetings and management and admin and, and some of the other bits and pieces. So apply 80% of their wages and wage on costs to the cost of sales. That's another way of doing it. And I've done that with a few clients where it was just too hard to put times on it and we've looked at each team member and decided a percentage that is relevant for that particular team member and applied those percentages. Really hard for you as the business owner to work a percentage out uh, of how much is in client delivery and how much is selling or admin or managing the team. As I say, those are you know, thinking about new products, developing new product services, those sorts of things tends to be work that the owner does and some of the team members may involve, be involved with too. So it's working out how much of time is that of your day and putting your wages also a portion of it into service delivery as well. Because then what you can get is when, when you've got that information in your trading statement, it will give you a true picture or as true as you're going to get, if you're estimating, of your gross profit and your gross margin. And your gross margin is the percentage which takes the gross profit, divides it by the total revenue, and multiplies it by 100 to get the percentage. Your aim is to get that percentage as high as you possibly can without you know, reducing the quality of, of the delivery or or the you know, extra you know, personal touches that you might have that you still want to continue doing. So, you know, everybody's percentage is different. Every business will have a different percentage. 
but there may be efficiencies to be gained by technology. There may be um, efficiencies to be gained by more training for the team, by putting in place systems and procedures that are documented, that are easy for people to follow so they don't have to reinvent the wheel every time they start something that they've not done before when, in fact, someone else in the team has, has done it before. So sometimes it's around systems and procedures, technology, training, all of those can improve the, the productivity and the, um, you know, reduce the cost of the service delivery. So gross margin, gross profit, your trading statement really only makes sense at the end of each month. So end of every month, every quarter, and it's something that should be checked against your budget uh, and what your financial goals are for the business. One of the other things that's important to think about in this is also to consider tracking your different types of business delivery. So your different service offerings or your different types of products, tracking them in a way which also means tracking all the component costs as well. So that may mean splitting your employees' costs across a couple of tracking categories. And again, if you've got timesheets, it's really easy. But being able then to look at how the gross margin is on each of those different service deliveries. And that's another really, really good way to identify what service deliveries are really making you the good money and what perhaps are costing you a bit more than you think. So it gives you areas to consider how to improve, but also perhaps areas to focus on for promoting and getting more of that type of business. Trading statement is a really, really useful report. As I say, it comes out normally on a monthly basis, really useful. I challenge you to ask your bookkeeper, accountant, to provide that information to you on a monthly basis and start seeing how you're tracking in your business. Thanks for tuning into the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast show with Amanda Fisher. Clearly, Amanda's mission is to help business owners just like you to read and understand your business numbers. As well as this fantastic weekly podcast, Amanda has published a pile of books, created online courses, and she runs one-to-one and group mentoring sessions and workshops. To find out more about how you can work with Amanda Fisher, go to www.amandafisher.com.au. Now, don't forget to subscribe to the show to make sure you don't miss a single episode. And Amanda would love it if you left a great review. So until next time, make those numbers count.